For tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Gelatinized by Barbara Smith. A few days ago when cleaning out a refrigerator, there was a small amount of gravy that I poured into the sink so I could wash the container. It had been there a couple of days and I did not foresee anyone eating it. I used the word pour, however, I should rather have said that when I turned the bowl upside down, it began to come out in clumps. I was very fascinated because it looked like chocolate pudding. It was no longer a liquid, but a solid. It had gelatinized. I know there are a lot of eyes rolling right now and people saying, well, duh. Yes, I have known ever since I started cooking that the gravy thickens and has a thickening agent in it, but I had never stopped to think about it or read the ingredients to see that in many cases, it is gelatin that is used. There are things we take for granted, and that was one of them. No, not the strawberry or the lime kind of gelatin, which is exactly what I would think of when I think of gelatin. Here are some things I have learned about gelatin since then for all of you skeptical naysayers. Have you ever gotten a turkey out of the refrigerator the day after Thanksgiving to have leftovers and see that it is completely impacted and compacted in a jelly-like substance? Well, folks, that is exactly what gelatin is made from. No, it is not fat, and yes, it does taste great. It holds all the flavors. Why? What is it, you may ask? Gelatin is classified as a food item and not an additive in products because it is made of bone, marrow, tendons, hides, and skins of chickens, cows, or pigs, and sometimes scales from fish that are boiled down. It is a natural source of collagen and protein. Yes, go and read the label on your strawberry or other flavored jello, and you will see that it contains protein. Extraordinary! The process of coming up with what we have today in products have evolved over thousands of years. When cavemen first noticed what happened when they boiled down their animal parts in water, they began to use it as glue in clothes, tools, and furniture. The Egyptians were one of the first to use it as a food source in broths and soups. On an industrial scale, the process has been perfected through many steps to bring us the colorless, almost odorless powder that we can add to anything we want to thicken in the day that we're living in. In addition, gelatin is also used in cosmetics, medical devices, photographical applications, winemaking, musical instruments, pharmaceuticals, and more. One last tidbit, if you classify as vegan, Put down the jello and things with gelatin in them because animal byproduct is the direct origin of gelatin. Other words used for 
gelatinous are viscous, meaning a glutinous consistency, a quality of sticking or adhering, congeal, meaning to set, gel, or clot, amalgamate, meaning to unite into one, merge, or composite, congelate, meaning to thicken into viscous or cohesive mass, curdle, or clot. None of these sound very good, but who wants runny gravy? And if you have liquid jello, it would then be classified or considered juice. In addition to that, gelatinization, or most often called coagulation, is very needed when it comes to the human body. Unwanted clots can also be dangerous. The smallest cells in the body, only visible through a microscope called platelets, assist with this process. Thrombocytes are their official name from the Greek word meaning to clot, but their nickname is platelets. When they are inactive, not needed at a certain time in the body, they are flat and look like little miniature plates. When they are called to action, meaning the body has been hurt or injured and needs help for the bleeding to stop, they puff up and push out their little sticky tentacles called projections and get to work. They rush to the site of the injury called interrupted endothelium and stop the bleeding by clumping and adhering together. Changing their shape at activation turns on their receptors and sends out a chemical message, thus plugging the hole or connecting to the receptor bridges called aggregation. If the site of the wound is too large or the platelets are not working correctly or the count is too low, the consequences could be catastrophic. On the other hand, if these little guys start activating within the veins and cause a clot within an intact vessel, we have then a blood clot, which can obstruct normal blood flow and lead to a crisis as well. I am not a physician, and there are many technical medical terms for all of this. However, this is my short and sweet explanation of the process of platelets that congeal together for the saving of a life. They play a very important role, but can also get out of hand if not regulated. Though I did not initially know much about the origin and use of gelatin, I did have a knowledge about platelets from a first-hand experience. I will give you the nutshell version of my platelet story. It was the year 1988 and I was expecting our third child, though our first baby was stillborn, we still count her, on a routine visit to the doctor's office after much prodding with the stethoscope. I heard these dreadful words before going into complete autopilot. Mrs. Smith, I am not hearing the heartbeat. We would like you to stay and do an ultrasound. Not much was said during that test either affirmative or against, besides a lot of mumbling from the nurses, but I knew. The next thing said to me after I was dressed was, Mrs. Smith, we would like you to wait in the consultation room and the doctor will call you there. Why so formal when there's something solemn to say? Out of respect, I guess, but I was only in my twenties at the time, but at that moment I felt old. When the doctor called, he confirmed our worst fears that the baby had indeed not made it and proceeded to give me instructions. Yes, all of this took place over the phone. 
The bottom line was, I carried the baby for a month feeling quite humiliated, embarrassed, and guilty because I still had to go to work each day, face everyone, and try to act normal when things were far from normal. But we made it through one day at a time. Now, during that process of time, the hope was that my body would naturally abort the baby and I would miscarry. Of course, we know the baby was deceased. But from hindsight, age and experience, I would have never agreed to take that route. Long story short, my body did not abort the fetus, but it was beginning to attack itself. I got a call one day after they had received my lab work results in that said, Mrs. Smith, we need you to go to the hospital as soon as possible. The platelets, those tiny little soldiers in my body, had almost all depleted. They had to do a procedure to take the baby immediately, and in addition, my body was in danger because of the massive bleeding. I did not have any coagulation, gelatinization properties in my body. I looked like a Mack truck had run over me by the time they finished. After several transfusions of blood and platelets, the DNE and the DNC procedures, and I might add, people praying for me all over the globe, including my husband, who wore out the carpet in the waiting room from pacing back and forth, God intervened and spared my life. How incredibly important such a small cell can be. I will add that God has blessed us with healing and four beautiful daughters at this time. Though we do not understand, we do not question His ways. Genesis 2 verse 7 states, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. In Job 10 verse 8, Job says to the Lord, Thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about. David's words are similar in Psalms 119 verse 73. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Psalms 139 verse 16 states, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God has created us with all of our smallest parts and formed us perfectly. There was a substance that he took which was dirt and shaped and fashioned us beautifully as his creation for his glory. Isaiah 64 verse 8 states, But now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. There is an adhesion, fashioning, and molding that takes place by the potter to make us into the vessels we need to be for his kingdom. When we become a part of the family of God, as the tiny cells in the body do an incredible, magnanimous, huge, and critical job, this is how we become in the body of Christ, fitly framed together, now all of one body, many members having different jobs and functions. They are all extremely important and needed in fulfilling the proper functions of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 go into depth of how members should conduct themselves in the body, what we should and shouldn't do, so that the body can remain healthy and productive. Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 6, Paul admonishes the church, 
I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, and with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, even the Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. As there is a bonding agent in meatloaf, which are eggs and breadcrumbs, when my mom made it, a binding substance in concrete, which is cement, a sticking agent in paper mache, which is glue, and a coagulating factor in jello and gravy, which we learned is gelatin. So there is a binding agent in the body of Christ, which is love. Galatians five twenty two through 23 states, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. You can have as much of this spiritual fruit as you want. It keeps everything together and lubricates all the moving parts in the kingdom of God. Verse 25 states, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. It is a spiritual kingdom. Therefore, the fruit of the Spirit is what makes everything function correctly and makes sense. Have you ever had an aha moment? All the bits and pieces of life that have been happening around you suddenly converge in one moment in time, congealing and finally making sense of everything. You have heard the expression, things are finally starting to gel. When we made jello as children, we would read the box, taste a bit of the sweet powder, get out the bowl and measuring cup, read the instructions and put it all together, and then for the final step, it would have to go into the refrigerator for a couple of hours. A couple of hours? That was huge to a kid. That felt like days to us. We would keep opening the fridge door, checking on it, shaking the bowl to see if it had gelatinization yet, which was called jiggling at that time. Of course, this would also cause giggling. Oh, how wonderful it was when we finally got the green light to serve and eat that finished product. An aha moment. What ingredient for you makes your life converge, come together, make sense, gelatinize? If you have lost track of that, go back. Look at the recipe you used way back when it all made sense. When you find a good recipe, stick to it. Don't try to substitute the gelatin. It is needed. Life is too short to be scattered and frustrated all over the place and too liquid. Liquid jello? That's just gross. We need a solid foundation to build upon, like the love of God, so that we can get that jiggle-giggle factor back into our day-to-day -day humdrums. After all, who likes runny gravy? Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.